Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at my church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. And so right now we're going to have coming up the man of God, Pastor Damon Taylor from Victory Christian Ministries International in Charles County. And so I want you to get yourself ready to hear this word. And over the next few weeks, you're going to hear Pastor Damon coming to bring this word of God. And so God bless you. I love you. And I will see you in a few weeks. God bless you. And thank you. Have a great day. Let's, let's lift up our hands. Let's pray. Father God, we worship you. Honor you. Turn me down just a little bit. Dante, you're doing an excellent job. We worship you. We honor you. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We exalt your holy name in the name of Jesus, Father God. We thank for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father God. We settle ourselves, Father God, to sit at the feet of Jesus, Father God. We honor you, Father God, with our mind. We honor you with our attention, Father God. We honor you, Father God, with our, our, our fixed purpose on you in the name of Jesus. Our eyes, Father God, are fixed on you. Our hearts are fixed on you. Our spirits are fixed on you this day, Father God. We honor you today in the name of Jesus. And as we go forward, Father God, let you get the honor and let you get the glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Somebody, we, we do the vision early now. So somebody said, receive, change, give. Receive, change, give. Receive, change, Give. Today we're going to receive the word of God. We're going to be changing to the word that we see, hear, and understand. Once we are converted, we can now give that word out to our friends, our family, and everyone that we come in contact with. If you believe that, come on, give God a praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God so much. You can have your seat. Thank you again for coming. I appreciate it. Hallelujah. Thank you for honoring God with you standing in reverence with, of him. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got a lot of feathers up here, but we know. Praise God. We know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay, stay on assignment today. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we have been literally on this. Turn me down just a little bit more. We've been literally on this, this pursuit of moving forward. Somebody say moving forward. Moving forward. You know that song? I can't sing it, but, you know, I can hum it. And that's moving forward. I think it's so important for us to, we've been going through this process. Amen. First, we found out in, in the first couple of weeks, we found out who we were, right? We are a living. We are living. Yes, y'all got it. We are a living. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little. We are a. And we come from God. Amen. And then in that, in that we said that we are, that's who we are. And it's always good to know our identity. Amen. When you have your identity, you can move forward when you know who you are, right? So we say, you know what? You know what I mean? I'm a living, speaking spirit from God. How many of you know that changed your, your thinking? Man, I'm from God. God got me. A lot of things might come my way. And the, the Bible doesn't say things won't come your way. But when things come your way, when you know who you are, you're able to operate in it. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some, some people are in this room, you have, you have a trade, and everybody can try to do electricity or they can try to do plumbing, but when you come as the plumber, you're the master plumber, or you're the master electrician because you know who you are. How I many know you can see something, or oh, you did that wrong? You're going to test, you're going to burn the house down like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm talking about, you know what I mean? But when you know who you are, you step into that position. Anybody a child of God in the room today? Oh, I need you to step into your position, step into who you are. Because when you know who you are, now you know there's benefits, there's rights to who you are. I got benefits being a child of God. I have benefits being a, 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 a man of God. I have benefits 
when it comes to knowing who I am. Amen? The guy keep moving. Let me keep moving. Let me keep moving. So then we said we went from, 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 from that to knowing who we are, our identity. Then we said, you know, when you find out who you are, now we got to find out where we are, what, what, what we're called to be. And that's called our what? purpose. Somebody say our purpose. So we stayed on that a couple of weeks to fix purpose. And I'm, uh, uh, that's so, so good. You can stay on purpose for the rest of your life. One thing I realized, purpose is not your job. Purpose is not your skill. Purpose comes from the inside, who you are. I know who I am, and know, I know what I possess. And my purpose, I know for me, my purpose is to be a, literally a life builder. So I can be a life builder being a preacher. I can be a life builder being doing a podcast. I can be a life builder even in a band. I'm going to build you up because I know my purpose. And now I give meaning to every other position because I know my purpose. A lot of times we haven't found out our purpose, and that's why we're trying to do this, we're trying to do that. But when you know your purpose, you enlighten everything that you put your hands to. So this season of your life, and I love this, is all year, if somebody say fixed purpose. All year you should be on a high pursuit on who you are. High pursuit of your purpose. High pursuit of who you are so that now you can enlighten your family. You can lighten the job that you're on. You can, you can lighten even the church. When you come to the church because you know your purpose, the every position you have in church, if you're coming on Sunday morning, if you're an usher, if you're in the parking lot, can we give it up for the deacons and, and for, for help cleaning that parking lot this morning? Y'all don't understand. It was 16 degrees. We had deacons. We had a lot of other people. Thank y'all so much for helping us clean that parking lot. Amen. Because I came through yesterday like, oh, my God. But we're here, amen, because I knew all y'all was going to be in the house of God today. So we try to look out for the men and women of God, amen. Praise God. So what we're going to do is we're going to take up a donation for those little hot joints you put in your hot pocket things you put in your gloves. We need that for the deacons next time because they were like this, Pastor, I, have my, I, I can't feel anything. When I clap, it's like, you know, so we got to get some of those hot joints. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, okay, Amen. My, come on, can you get up for Mr. Denise? She did an awesome job with that, that offering. I'm a little old, but she, she took us in. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you. Thank, listen, listen, we, um, so, so we talk about purpose. Let me get back to purpose. You know, maybe we talk about our purpose. We know for a fact we know who we are. We know who we come from. We know our identity. And now we know that we have, somebody say purpose. In this knowing that we have purpose, uh, it's, it's so important, I'm about to read a statement. When God calls a man, it is with purpose. And with every purpose comes vision. With every vision comes provisions. That's wisdom, that's knowledge, that's understanding. With all you're getting, get understanding, resources. Somebody said resources. How many provisions are attached to vision? And visions attached to your purpose. So if you don't know your purpose and you're trying to ha- get all of your provisions, one of the reasons why you might not have it because you don't know your purpose. And because you don't know your purpose, you don't have vision. And because you don't have vision, there's no provisions. Also, provisions also are, somebody said, the grace of God. And somebody said, support and people. But when you have a, when you have a vision, there's provisions, there's support now for that vision. There is something, so there's a team that's got your back. There, there's, there's now things that you can attack to or you can even call because you have a vision. How many of there's people that's attached to your vision? Right now, I'm believing God that for, for all y'all in this room, there's things that God called you to be and do that's attached to your purpose. And because it's attached to your purpose and the vision from God, God now will make provisions coming to pass in your life. Supernatural income's going to come your way. Favor is going to come your way. Sometimes you don't need money, you need favor. Sometimes you don't need money. You're looking for money, you believe in God for money, but all you need is favor. You just need one person to say, whatever your dream is, I'm going to make it come to pass. It has no limit. Oh, that's so good to me. Anybody receive that? I need some relievers in there. I receive the favor of God. Tell your neighbor this, favor ain't favor. Favor ain't fair. That's what people don't realize. Favor, when you're favored by God, no matter what, you could be two people making the same amount of money on the job, but because you are favored by God, people will pull you out the crowd because of favor. Favor is not, I don't know, those are provisions from God. 
We've been, we've been pushing away from those things, and the devil's doing everything I can for you not to believe that. But I am favored of God. You are favored from God. I'm favored of God. We are favored of God. When, when, when we're favored of God, no matter what, whatever situation I walk into, I know it's going to be all right. Everything's going to work together for my good because I'm favored of God. Your family is favored of God. All those online, I want to let you know, even in your home, you are favored of God. Oh, that's so good to me. So we realized that, listen, let's look at a, a, a familiar scripture, and it basically talks about um, in Jeremiah. It talks about Jeremiah was, was called by God for his purpose. And the Bible says in, in um, Jeremiah 1 verse 4, now the word of the Lord came to me, this Jeremiah saying, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I want you to think about your name. Put your name there. Before you was formed in your mother's womb. And, you know, sometimes we got test tube babies, too. Before you was in a tube, test tube. Might have some test tube babies in here. It's okay. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, he knew me. Oh, that's so good. He knew you. He knew what you was going to look like. He knew your attitude. He knew your perspective. Before you was even formed, he knew and approved of, of you as my, my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself before, uh, uh, as my own. And I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak. For I am only a young man. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a young man. Because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And wherever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them or their hostile faces. Sometimes in the morning when we're preaching, just to let you know, on the other side, we see some of your hostile faces. But we're not afraid of you. Because, you know, sometimes we, y'all come in. But the Bible says, do not be afraid of their hostile faces. For I am with you. Always to protect you and deliver you, says the Lord. The Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, hear me. I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over kingdoms to uproot and break down and, and to destroy and over, overthrow, to um, build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Oh, my God. I, let, me get, let me keep reading. And he said, I see a branch of, um, um, of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over your word, my word to fulfill it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And he said, I see a boiling pot tilted away from the north. It's a mouth about to pour out of the south and on Judah. Then the Lord said, out of the north. The evil which the prophets foretold as a result of natural sin will reveal itself and spill out on the people of the land. Jeremiah, in this verse, he was given his, vision, his purpose. He was given a purpose and he was given a vision in this conversation with God. Jeremiah thought that, that he was going to attack his purpose and, his, and, and try to disqualify himself um, um, from what he said to God. I, I'm, I'm too young. How many of you ever got to the place God said, I'm giving you a purpose, but God, how am I going to do that? I don't know how that's going to happen. I've been on this job for 15 years. You're going to talk about now, I'm going to get a raise. How many of you ever tried to disqualify the purpose of your life? But God, you don't know what happened to me last year, 2023. This happened, and, and that happened, and God said, don't be afraid. Shut your mouth. Sometimes you in this room, you disqualify yourself from the purpose of God. Sometimes some of us in this room, we disqualify ourselves from the vision that God has for you. What I love about this, he says, what do you see? The first time he told him what he saw, and look what he said. He says, well done. What is it? God was encouraging him about his vision. The second time, though, he didn't say well done because now you have, now you, I know that you're going to now follow the vision of God. A lot of times in our life, we, God is looking for us to follow the vision that he has for us because your purpose now comes with a vision. 
My purpose now comes with a vision. Jeremiah's purpose in his life was to break down and tear up and, and, and do all those things. And now it came with a vision. After he told him those things, he gave him a vision. Then he not only just started with a vision, tell your neighbor, it's okay to have follow-up questions. Because what, what happens is sometimes you, you get part of the vision, like Jeremiah had a part of the vision, but God continued to speak to him. He gave him a second part of the vision. How many know in the second, sometimes the second part of the vision kind of, because the second part of the vision was like, uh, uh, you better tell him to get this together, get out of sin. It's so important for us to know our purpose and then now follow the vision of God. Anybody with me today? Jeremiah, he began to follow vision. God's in verse, I mean, God in verse 4 and 9 was giving Jeremiah his purpose. In verse 10 through 14, he was giving him a vision to fulfill his purpose. Let's look at another familiar scripture. We're going to move into this, but I just, I'm going to keep going, y'all. I can't stop. Can't stop. I can't stop. I won't sing, but I'm going to keep going. Amen? It says in Romans 8, 28, and we know. Any knowers in the room? And we know that all things work together for my good. To them who love God. Anybody love God, let me see your hands. If you love God, let me see your hands. He said, to love God to them who are called according to. Tell your neighbor, I've been called according to his purpose. Say one time, I've been called according to his purpose. Say it with an attitude. Roll that neck. I've been called according to his purpose. Because you were called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, somebody say moreover. Whom he did predestinate, he also called. Whom he did call, he also justified. And who he justified, he, I feel like preaching today. Who he justified, he, he also glorified. And who shall, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us. If God be for us. I said, if God be for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, my God, when you get into the purpose of God, if God before you, who can be against you? I always say this to predestinate means, here it is, God has, has a blueprint for your life. God has already mapped your life out. He has mapped it all the way out for He has pre-constructed your life. He said you here before he knew you, he already pre-constructed your life. Before he knew you, he already had a purpose. Tomorrow's going to be a preacher in Charles County. He's going to tell, I'm telling you. His purpose is to build lives. He already has a purpose for you. A lot of times we're running around and we have not got to the source giver. We got to get to God so he can get, we can have what? His life. Somebody say his life. Oh, my God. He said to be pre predestinated means to be a blueprint, to be mapped out, a pre-constructed life. Somebody said to be called, to be handpicked. Somebody said handpicked. Ooh, that's so good to me. He says, uh, pulled out a crowd. Anybody ever been pulled out a crowd before? Anybody ever been pulled out a crowd before? Some, anybody ever been pulled out of class? Anybody ever been pulled out of class before? I, I have a couple of times been pulled out of class. DeMar Teller, can you please come to the office? DeMar Teller, anybody had that before? You may cry the room. Oh, oh, no, I'm going to fight you. Why you want to fight me? All these dudes in the room, you want to fight me? Pulled out a crowd. God pulled you out of the crowd. He pulled you out of sin and brought you to his marvelous light. He pulled you out of darkness and, and brought you to his holy light. He pulled you out. Why? Because you have purpose. Tell your neighbor I have purpose. They always talk about somebody's been carefully selected. And I always use the example of my grandma. We used to actually, the Suitland location used to be uh, Kmart and Basics. And my, my grandmother used to live behind there, and she used to take us to, to basics. And we used to, like, me, and Lance, me and Lance and my brother, we used to go to basics with her, and she would try to get cantaloupe. And she was one of those tapping it and, you know what I mean, you know what I mean? shaking it. Why are you shaking the cantaloupe? Cantaloupe and raw eggs, that's what we had. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she, she, but she was carefully selected. No, that's not the one. No. 
That's not the one. That, but when she carefully selected the one that smelt the right it supposed to smell, it, it felt the way it supposed to feel. It, it had the same. How many, how many of God, when he thought about you, man, he smells the way I want him to smell. He, he looks the way. He got that passion like I need in this season. God, I've called, he, you have been carefully selected for your purpose. That's why the devil does everything he can to get you out your purpose. He does everything he can to get you to change your thinking. To get you, oh, I'm not good enough. No, you're never going to be good enough. But he selected you. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous. Oh, Jesus. So then not only did he predestinate you and, and, and he also called you, but not only did he call you, somebody said he justified you. Oh, that's why I love that. He, somebody said he justified you. Justified means that he's corrected all your wrongs. He called me. He had a plan already mapped up for me. He is now, he's now given this place where he's now pulled me out. And then when he pulled me out, he corrected all my wrongs. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Anybody, some, how many of y'all had some wrongs done? Have done some wrong things? The Bible said he has corrected all your wrongs. Oh, here's another word. He wiped your slate clean. Somebody say, thank you. Now, come on, God, can you wipe my record clean? I know somebody on that side. That's why I stayed on this side. I mean, he wiped, he has the ability to wipe your slate clean. He has the ability when he sees you, he sees you sin free. He has the ability when he sees you, now that you can walk into, hey, have the ability. I keep saying, everybody I know. He has the ability to, for you to start all over again. What would it look like if you start your life over again? You have the ability to start over again. What would it look like if you never sinned? God should be getting excited about that. Somebody, I don't know, God. Pastor, I did a lot. Jason, I mean, we know we did, you know, so. Mark, but you know, we've done a lot of things. Done a lot of things, but imagine God says, because of your purpose, because I pulled you out, I wiped your slate clean. It gives me, it gives me hope. It gives me, it gives me hope now. Then it says, uh, 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 he said, not only so I wipe your slate clean, I give you a new start, right? Anybody received a renewed start today? God, I thank for wiping my slate clean. I don't care what my mama said. I don't care what they said. My, family, I, I, my, my slate has been wiped clean. I have been justified. This is how the Bible says, so you get, you get just, you get justified, you get just out of that. The Bible says that the just shall live by, right? So the just shall live by those who have been justified by God. So what happens is now I don't have to be hindered by my sin. I don't have to be hindered by trials and tribulations. I don't have to be hindered by anything. I can now live by faith in him because what he's already done for me. When you start approaching your faith that way now, how many of you get more results? But when you go to God, I'm not worthy. No, it's not about all that. You, your slate has been wiped clean. I have been justified. I'm always coming to God with now a clean slate. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne. How can I come boldly? Because he's already wiped my right wrongs and made them right. So when I come to God, listen, God, I need some help. I'm good. I'm not, God, if it be thy will, you know what I mean? You're a sovereign God, and he is a sovereign God. But I'm coming with the posture knowing that I've been justified by my master. Oh, because I have purpose. Anybody have purpose today? Oh, I feel good today. I feel good today. I feel good. It's because Scotty here. That's why I feel good today. Amen. And then here it is. The next one is, he says, you have been glorified. So here it is. He gives you a pre-constructed plan for your life in his room. Everybody, everybody have a pre-constructed plan, right? Then he called you for that pre-constructed plan. Then he justified you. I got to make you right for the plan that I have for your life. He says, then on that, that's not enough. What I'm going to do, I'm going to glorify you. I, God gave you the ability and power to accomplish the expected end. God said, I'm going to glorify you. I'm going to give you what's on me. I'm going to put it on you. What's on my life? 
Now I put it on your life. I now completed who you are to have the purpose come to pass in your life. I've now, now, here I get, I preconstructed your life. I called you out. Now when I called you out, I justified you. I cleared your slate. Can you imagine? I, uh, to God, you never was on drugs. To God, you was never having illicit sex. To God, you never stole that car or that radio that's in the car or the change that was in the ashtray. Sometimes you think it's the car, but it could have been the change you took from the ashtray. Nobody stole no change from the ashtray, have you? You borrowed it, but never put it back. That's called stealing. Anyway. Then he says, on top of all that, I've now set who I am on you. So now when I see you, I see myself. Oh, some of y'all, come on, some of your children look just like you. You know what I'm talking about. Children look just like you. When you see them, you see yourself. And it's crazy how sometimes it'll be a mixture. Like how can I see you and him? With my left eye, I see this person. With the right eye, I see. Well, because now that's how God sees you. When he sees you, he sees himself. You have been what? Somebody say glorified. Oh, let me come move. I got it. Uh, we're going to see how far we get today. Amen. We're going to see how far we get today. I'm, I told myself, come on, just do what you do. Everything going to come in line. Amen. So here it is. Your purpose and vision is important for, the season, for this season and time. As men and women of God, we need to know who we are and what we're supposed to do to lead and heal the world that we're in. So your purpose right now, knowing your purpose, knowing where you are right now, because when you go to your jobs so tomorrow, I can't go with you. Some of you got clearance I don't have. But when you go to your jobs, you now knowing your purpose. Your purpose is not your job. Your purpose is to show the love of God. Your purpose is to be what God called you to be. Your purpose is to shine bright in a light of Mr. Dark. Arise and shine for the light has come. Your purpose is that. So when you go to your job, step into your purpose where there's a dark world. The Bible says in Isaiah 6, there will be darkness in the earth and gross darkness in the people. How many of you can say we got darkness in the earth and we got gross darkness in people? People get robbed. People, it's so much going on there. But when you show up, I see the light. Don't say the party light. <laughs> no, man, says when you show up, the light shows up. When you show up, the light shows up. Somebody say, I'm the light. When you show up, the light shows up. Oh, that's so good to me. It says, so, so here it is. Look at this. Purpose is, is, is active in vision. Somebody say purpose is active in vision. So here it is. My purpose is active in the vision that God has for me. My purpose is active in what I do and say. Amen. So here it is. Uh, 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 what is how, how is purpose active in vision? First time first, it gives clarity and direction. Purpose gives clarity and direction when it comes to vision. Purpose infuses vision with clarity and direction, guiding it towards a specific outcome or goal. Purpose-driven vision is focused on intentional and focused, focused and intentional with a clear understanding. Or what seeks to achieve. When you got a when you got a vision, nothing gonna get me off this vision. Like I said last week, I'm I'm, I'm clear, I have clear understanding. I know what God is saying. I'm not gonna be moved off of it. This might be why, because I have purpose. And look what else purpose does. Purpose gives motive, um, motivation and a commitment to the vision. Purpose fuels motivation and commitment within the vision. When individuals or organizations are driven by a strong sense of purpose. Their vision becomes active, an active pursuit fueled by passion, determination, and resilience. Anybody ever been to a place where somebody got a vision and they got purpose? No, no one can get them off of that? Nah, we're not going to do that. Well, 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 earth ain't going. We, we, we only got $100. Well, we're going to stretch that $100. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to make it come to pass. Nothing going to stop us. Nothing going to move us. We, this is what we're going to do. Why? Why? Because they are now motivated. So anybody, I need you to be motivated in this season. I need you to be motivated. I need you to be focused. I need you to be committed. Somebody commitment. I need you to have some commitment to the vision that God has for you. you it's time out to ride the wave. I want you to jump off the wave and splash and make your own wave. 
Make your own way. Anybody been, been, I haven't been in Wild World in years. But everybody remember the Wild Wave? And it'd be so calm at first. Ah! And everybody tried to swim out to 12 feet. Ah! And all of a sudden, it's like, and that wave come on, woo! How many of you just changed the whole atmosphere? Now you should be at the place where you change your own a whole atmosphere. You should be changing the old atmosphere. Now, last year was like that, but this year is totally different. Why? Because I said so. Why? Because I'm motivated. Why? Because I'm, 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 I'm committed to what God promised me. I'm committed to what God said to my family. We are the head and not the tail. But if only I'm committed to what the promises are to God in my life. I am motivated to keep moving. Let me keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Somebody say alignment and focus. Purpose ensures that the vision remains aligned with core values and long-term objectives. It provides a framework for decision-making and strategic planning, keeping the vision focused on what truly matters. How many of you, 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 you when you have a vision, it provides a framework for the plan that needs to come fast to make the purpose come to pass. And when you have purpose, it literally, I, I can't be moved off this. This is the framework I'm staying within. This vision got to work in this framework. It's got to work from love. It got to work in love. If it don't work in love, it's not going to work. Resilience, adaptability. Purpose empowers vision to weather challenges and adapt to challenging circumstances. A purpose-driven vision is resilient, capable of overcoming obstacles. I'm, I'm an overcomer. Anybody overcome in the room? Overcoming obstacles and adjusting course while remaining steadfast in a, storm, in, 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 a, in a limited aim. Here it is. You ever seen somebody, you know, we're getting back to the, we, I, I, I see the end. Somebody's on a boat, and, and here is they in a storm, but they see the lighthouse. They see the end. They see the vision, where they got to get to. But they had to stay focused on the lighthouse and make slight adjustments to get to the, to the promise. Make slight adjustments. A lot of times in our life, we're not willing to make slight adjustments for the vision. We don't want to be, adapt be adaptable. We don't want to stay the same. And God, it's going to work. I'm just going to keep on praying. But your prayers ain't working. You've been praying the same thing for 15 years. Could it be God is looking for you to adjust? You got five cars, and you believe in God for money, but all you have is two feet. One person in a hot car. Won't you? Hey, well, let me let me get this car up for a second. Let me make a slight adjustment. That's my favorite car, but you don't never drive it. It always has a cover on. You only drive it twice a year. Could it be you could get this amount of money to pay this debt off for the vision, for the purpose in life? Listen to this. You cannot. Listen to what I'm about to say. You cannot. You will not. Accomplish the will of God when you have been stressed by money. If you're never free from money or you're never free from things, you will never step into your purpose. It's when you're free from money. What does that mean? And free from things that, hey, if God says, hey, I want you to, for this reason, I need you to give this away so that you can bring this money. Oh, but Pastor, God, I've been, you got five TVs. You only watch one. Could, it be, could, could God say, hey, I want you to give that away. I want you to sell that. But why? Because we're not adaptable to what God is doing. In this season, you have to be stay focused, but you got to be willing to take things off and bring things on. In this season, are you willing, what are you willing not to do anymore? Because you done prayed, and prayer is good. But after you get off your knees, after you get out that closet, what things that you have to make some adjustments on? I'm about to talk to myself. Damon, you got over 100 pairs of shoes. In your season of life, what are you willing to do to now get to the purpose that God has for you? I know I'm not the only one to have a lot of shoes. So somebody say amen with me so I won't be alone. Amen. God, but I like my shoes. 
You like your shoes more than my purpose? We just have a conversation with God. Uh, yeah, uh. Makes you think, don't it? Where are my notes? I took the thing came oil from. All right, there we are. I'm going to try that, that thing one more time. It took me off. One more. Inspiration and influence. Purposeful vision has the power to inspire and influence others. By embodying the clear sense of purpose, a vision becomes a catalyst for positive change, motivating others to join the pursuit of a common goal. My God. How many know when you have a purpose, you have a vision, it, it, it inspires others. Anybody know been around people and they just inspire you? Man, I'm telling you, when we get this, man, when we get this new stage, I'm, I'm seeing the stage, y'all. I believe, I believe, the, I believe God, we got, we got, we believe God for $20,000, y'all. I believe God that we got, we got, we got four people, we got $5,000. Yeah. We got, we got eight people that go get, <laughs> 2500 we're going to get that stage. Why? Because we have a purpose. Can you imagine people getting delivered and set free? Can you imagine our baptism going to another level? I can't wait for our baptism service. Oh, that's going to be great. Again, the dancers. and but, but I'm telling you, it's, it's people in the room that say, I got it. Why? What does it do? It inspires and motivates when we got a vision. When we got a purpose for something. We got a purpose for building our stage. One, so our praise team won't go through the floor. I need y'all to clap a little bit on that. Because some areas up there, I'll be praying when they come through. You know what I mean? So we want to make sure this nine years has been good, but we, somebody stretch forth your hands towards the stage. Say, hold on, just a little while longer. Hold on, just a little while longer. So if you want to be a blessing to your pastor and to the praise team and everyone that's up there, if you would desire, desire to sow into our new stage, we will be willing to receive it. Amen. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. And one thing I realized, this is what you do. If you don't got it. Let's believe God for it. How many know God can do exceedingly abundant above all that we can ask to thank God? I'm going to help believe God for a seed for that stage. I, I know what I got, got on my own finance going on, but God, I don't believe God. Me and my wife did that years ago. We, was, um, uh, we had a chair campaign at our other location with, with Apostle Tony years ago at 5840. We had a chair campaign. And Pastor and us, we was living literally paycheck to paycheck. It's something when you get paid together. We work at the same job, get to pay together at the same time once a month. Whew. But we believe God, you know what? He said, we're going to have a chair campaign. I stood up and said, I'm going to buy a whole row of chairs. My wife said, wait a minute. <laughs> you going to do what? I said, we're going to buy a whole row of chairs. chairs, chairs. <laughs> and I start counting the chairs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten purple chairs? You know what I'm talking about, too. I said, well, you know what? Because I put my faith out there and put my word out there, I can't go by, back on my word. My yay is going to be yay or my nay is going to be nay. I said, you know what? And for some reason, God blessed us. Look, here it is. I'm able to pay for all the chairs. We found extra money. Didn't you know we had it? Well, just because we put, there was a purpose. I saw the vision, and now I was there to pursue. I'm telling y'all. So in that, when I'm saying to y'all, we're going to get the stage. Just to keep coming on. We're going to get that stage. We just need y'all, just need y'all to come with me. And if God, if God is placing your heart to sow, somebody say so. Say it again, so. Amen. I know y'all already put your deposits down for your vacations and all that. But you know what I mean? Just if you can, if you want to sow into what we want to do, come on. We're we here. Amen. Praise God. Let's move forward. Um, so here, that, that is the, how purpose is active in vision. Amen. So let's look at the definition of vision. What is vision? Vision means the act of power anticipating what is to come. 
It's, a, it's the act of power to well, anticipate what to come. It's, it's, it's um, um, something to be seen in a dream. It, it, it's it's, it's uh, a thought, it's concept. It's an a, um, a object formed by the imagination, um, a manifestation of the sense of something immaterial. The act of, uh, act of power of imagination. Okay, come on, just close your eyes right now. I don't know what you believe in God for. I want, this one I want you to believe God. I want you to think about this. Close your eyes, and I want you to think about a bright red apple. I want you to see that bright red apple. I want you to see that stem coming from that bright red apple. And there's a little leaf that's on that bright red apple. I want you to see yourself picking up that bright red apple, taking off that stem and leaf, and inviting to that apple. And hearing the crunch. I want you to see that. And then when you look at the apple, you see that, that, that texture that you've been always looking at. And some of you like warm apples. Some of you like cold apples. I want you, wherever you, I want you to taste and feel the temperature of that apple. I want you to put the apple down. Now this is what I want you. I want you to begin to dance around the kitchen. No, no, no. Open your eyes. How many know we have the ability to have a vision of something that we might not see here and can become real on the inside of us? A lot of us in this room, we begin to see that apple. We begin to feel the apple. We begin to taste the apple. Some of you already, your mouth got watered. Mine just got watered. Some of you in this room, you, you begin to feel the temperature of that apple. That's what a vision is. When you have a purpose in God and God gives you a vision, you can close your eyes and you can see the house that God called you to. You can see the vehicle that God called you to be. You close your eyes, you see your body healed. You see the doctor saying that, my God, it's a miracle. You are completely, divinely healed. That's what vision does. It it begins now to, it gives you the power. It gives you the ability to see something that is in your imagination. And then now when you see it and you believe it, it comes into fruition. So we got a purpose and we got a vision. Anybody with me today? Why is it it important to have a vision? Vision is the function of the heart where sight is the function of the eye. Vision is the function of the heart where sight is the function of the eye. Vision is the key that unlocks that what could be and make it reality. Vision is, I should have put this on, I'm sorry, I should have put this on my slide. Y'all just got to believe what I'm saying, amen? I might put it up on, on our, is everybody part of our faith? Well, let me stay focused, stay focused. Tell you to stay focused. Vision sets us free from human limitations. When you got a vision, how many know when you had that apple, you, you might have been, you know what I mean, it, it set you free from human limitations. There was nothing, that was, nothing uh, had the ability to hold you back from that apple. Vision sets you free from human limitations, from what you see from the natural eyes and can see, and allows you to see from how God sees. How many know we want to see how God sees moving forward? Vision gives you a future. Tell your neighbor, vision gives me a future. Vision makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. He makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. I don't, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it's possible. I know God can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I know for a fact, no matter what, it might not look like it, but my, watch me by the end of 2024. Because I have fixed purpose, I'm going to see the promises of God. Because I see what God promised me, I will not be Move. Vision gives, I'm telling you, it makes the unseen sing. I can see it. I see. You might not see it here, but I see it on the inside. It's more real inside than it is out here. Everything that we see out here is temporary. But what he said on the inside is forever and ever. Oh, my God. Vision is the foundation of courage. When you, when you have a vision, it gives you courage. You know what? Whew, I never started a business before, but you know what? I see, I see myself doing it. It gives you a foundation to move forward and start your business. It gives you, you've been living in a house, one house, you've been living there forever, and you know, if you, you grew up in that house. Your mama gave you that house, but you know God's telling you, hey, you better, I need you to move down to Charles County. I need you to get a house there. Whew, whew, whew. But I'm so comfortable here. I've been here since I was zero. But how many know vision gives you courage? Well, you know what? I'm just going to jump out there. Anybody ever said that before? I'm just going to jump out there. 
So you, some of y'all didn't have your hands up because you have a vision. Anybody, vision gives you courage to jump out there. Somebody said jump out there. This is the jump out season. I'm not talking about the police. I felt that over there in the spirit over there. But this is, your, this is the jump out season. God literally, come on, let me jump out there. God, I'm with you. God, I see it. I believe it. It's going to come to pass. Vision causes people to believe things that normally they wouldn't believe before. I mean, I, I believe, Pastor, but, nah, but when you have a vision for it, you know, I can see that. I can see myself doing that. I, I, I never thought myself doing that today. I, you know, I can see myself preaching. I can see myself. You know what I mean? I can, God did put a word on my mouth. I can see that. And before, I can never see my. They would tell us to preach at church. I'm like, the devil is a liar. Where did they do that at? But then when you begin to see it, vision, you begin to see the vision what God called you to. My God, yeah, I can see myself preaching the gospel. Vision is energy for life. Somebody say, vision is energy for life. I mean, you might feel, if you, anyone in the room have felt de de depressed and felt like it woes me or low, I can almost guarantee you have no vision for your life. Because vision gives you energy. Amen? Vision is the energy of progress. If you ever want progress, you have to have a vision. I found that out when, when you go to the gym. If you, don't have a, if you don't have a vision for your body, you're not going to progress to nothing else. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You go to the gym or whatever. You go whatever gym you want. If you want to go to the one where you can't make no noises and ah, you can't do that, or you go to the gym where they're making all those noises. How many know if you don't have a vision for progress, you're going to be wasting. You'll be sitting there like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Man, where am I running to? I feel like a 12. And when you have a when you have a see a vision, it gives you energy for progress. Man, I see the end. By the end of the summer, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Right? All right, let's move forward. Down, y'all with me? Y'all got me? Can I get a couple more minutes out your time? Look, vision comes from God. Somebody say, comes from God. So we get into vision now. Vision comes from God. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 29:18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he's a keeper of the law. Happy is he? In the message Bible says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Where there's no vision, the people perish. If people don't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Anybody ever been there before? Let me see your hand. You just stumble. I thought, I tried that, didn't work. I tried that, didn't work. Oh, I tried. It just didn't work. If you don't see what God is doing, you stumble all over yourself. But when they attend to, to, to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Look what it says in the Amplified God. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people have no are, are unrestrained. Some say unrestrained. Some people, you know that in our life now. People go to work. When they leave work, they first thing they go to, go, go to the liquor store. Go to the bar. Go to the lounge. Go to the shop. I mean, go to um, Go somewhere. And now, because they have no restraint, they get pissy drunk. Next morning, start this day all over again because they have no vision. It stopped at them working. So they have no restraint. If you don't have a vision, your life has no restraint. When you have a vision, sometimes I'm not doing that. That's cool. You go ahead and do that. I'm not judging you. But because I got a vision for my life, I'm working on something. I can't, I can't do that right now. I need to be in my right state of mind. I understand. I did that. I know how fun that was. That's for a season. But for me right now, for me to see what God has moved my life, I can't be moved now. I got, I got to stay focused. I had to put some restraints in your life. How many know vision puts restraints in your life? Vision puts restraints in your life. So when vision puts restraints even on your money. If you got vision for your money, it puts restraints on your money. You just can't spend your money everywhere. But if you have no vision for your money, Hey, I just got paid Friday. It's Sunday. I don't know where my money went. And I paid no bills. Why? Because vision brings restraint. I got I to put money here. I got I to gotta put my 10% here. I got to put 20% there. I need, what, what is it doing? It's putting, down, it's putting parameters in my life. Why? Because I have a purpose for my money. I, oh, my God. I have a purpose for my money. Uh, um, 
the amplifiers, I mean, sorry, the, the pastor says, where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. Look what it says in the in um, HCS version. It says, without revelation, people run wild. Isn't that what we're saying now? People who don't have a revelation from God, don't have a vision from God, they're now just running wild with no restraint. They're doing whatever they want, how they want. Why? Because there's no vision. If there are areas in your life that has no, you have no restraint in, there's no vision in that area. When it comes to your health, do you have a vision for your health? When it comes to your finance, do you have a vision for your finance? Do you have a vision for the, you being a child and you being a parent? Because if you don't have a vision for your children or you have a, let me stop there. If you don't have a vision of being a parent, you do whatever you want with no restraint and your children are watching. Because no, there's no vision of you growing them up and, and maturing them and developing them. You're not thinking about them. All you think about yourself is you do whatever you want. And now your children are following you with no restraint. So now they have no restraint. I don't know why they act so well. Because maybe you're acting so well. And children, when you're at an age of decision, when you're at an age of making decisions, it's your responsibility. Teenagers, I'm talking to you. Young adults, I'm talking to you, it's your responsibility to have a vision for your life. You can't blame it all on your mom and daddy to get you in college. If you have no, so then there's certain things that you got to do with, with your bodies and with your mouth and with your thinking and with your heart, with your eyes. You got to have some restraint. And you can't keep blaming your parents. Because when you get to an age, when you're able to make a decision, now you got to stand before God. And that's around around 12 years old and up. So now you got to make a decision for the decisions that you make. You're either going to do this or you're not going to do that. And vision gives you restraint. I can't hang around these people. I can't be on social media with that person. I can't do that with that person. I can't be meeting up with that person because I got a vision for my life. But when you don't have a vision for your life, even as teenagers, I'm talking to teenagers. I hope they're paying attention in the back row. They up, they just on their phones. When you have a vision for your life, now you have to take responsibility for your life. Because how many have been to college and you had no vision for college? And you wowed out. All you had a vision was going to the parties. Can I, hear, can I have some college party goers? Some of the Eastern Shore. Where, where, where you at? Delaware State. Where you at? But we said, how many know when you had no vision for college? Well, <laughs> I didn't say Eastern Shore. <laughs> but how many know when, when you don't have a vision for college? When, there's two people that go to college. There's two people that go to college. Person who have a vision and know for a fact that they want to get a degree, they want to do this, and then people who just want to get away from their mama. And when they, they got what, so now there is, no, there is no restraint because you got what you wanted to get away from your parents. So now that's what you drink, you smoke, and you do all these other things because you have no vision for college. So now you run all wild all over you, especially that first semester. That first semester, ah, 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 I'm about, I don't got to call in. Oh, my God. That first semester was a beast. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Ooh, I'm with the Norfolk Stakes the first semester. Oh, my God. They had a party bus. They had a bus that when you get on and they take you to the party. And then bring you back home. Where they do that at? <laughs> Needless to say, the next semester I had to come home because I had no vision. <laughs> I had fun, though. But what happens is, and here it is, that's what I'm talking I'm going to talk to the young people right now. Some of you right now, you have, because you graduated from college and you got the degree because you, you know, you did all those things, but you still have no vision. How do you move forward? Because you don't know your purpose. So now here you are 20, how many of those years, after you got a, after you got a high school, life, life goes fast. College four years go quickly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Dang, it's, I'm 25 already? Where did that go? What, I'm just trying to find out what I'm doing with my life at 25? Don't say 32. 32, you should be halfway through your career. You should be trying to figure out, because well, here it is, because I don't know my purpose. I can't, play, I can't put a vision with no purpose. 
So sometimes in the first 15, 20 years of your life, you're scrambling trying to be something because you don't know who you are. I'm telling you all, man, some good stuff. When I went to college, I found out a whole lot of stuff. I had in my room, I had, it was me who's supposed to be a Christian. Anybody, you know, you saved and then you say you saved. You know, you know what to say, but you ain't really living. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then I had a devout Muslim. I mean, throwing out the rugs, beanie on, the, I don't know, with the thing on his head, not trying to be disrespectful, you know what I mean, getting up, doing up. and then I had a, someone, I don't know if y'all heard of the 5%. Then I had the 5%ers over, so I'm sitting in the room like, who is God? What? Why? Well, because I didn't have purpose. I didn't know who I was as a believer. I had a title without the experience. Some of your room, you have a title of a Christian, but without the experience. So then when purpose comes along, you don't know what purpose is because you can't find it. So then there's no vision for your life. So then you're scrambling, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I love God, but I don't. because you have no restraint, because you don't know who you are. You don't know what your purpose is because you don't know your purpose, you have no vision. So you can't see what God is saying because you have no I got to stop. Y'all looking at me. Y'all looking at me. No, I think I'm going to stop there. Next week we'll get into it. Amen. I think, I think for us to move forward, now this week, you got to continue to find out who you are in Christ. Continue to find out what your purpose is. Because what your purpose is will illuminate every part of your life. And then now that, man, I got to see the see. I got, I got to find out what my vision is. I got to find out the vision is for my life in this season. Because the last thing you want to be is 40 years old, not knowing your purpose. And have no vision in life. How many know people, not y'all, how many know people in their 40s and 50s still trying to figure out their, their vision for life? It all starts with getting in the face of God. It all starts with, God, what have you called me to be? Who am I? What have you called me to be? And how do I move forward in that? Remember, your purpose has nothing to do with the activities that you do. has everything to do with, has everything to do with who he called me to be. I am a child of God. I walk in love. I walk in purpose. This, this is what God called me to be. I built people. I, I raised people up. I, and, and everything else will line up in that. Amen? We got to move forward, y'all. And the way we move forward is having vision from God. Stand to your feet. I know I said a lot. So I need you to go back to the, on YouTube and watch it. And knowing that, my God, Pastor Portia last week, woo-wee, Thursday night. So you want to look at Thursday night. You want to look at today's message. And I want, this, what I'm, this is what I want. I want, I want y'all to leave this place, and I want you to be students. I want this one a church where you just hear word, and you, that's a good word. <laughs> that was good. No, I want you to go home, and I want you to be changing to the word that you see here and understand. And once you are converted, you can now change, give the word back to your friends and family that we come in contact with. That's our vision, that we're not just hearing good word, but we're being changed into the word of God. And if you say in certain areas, it might be your finances, it might be your health, it might be on your job. Find out what your vision is. Find out what your purpose is. What is my purpose, God? He knows what his purpose is. What's my purpose? And God, in that, what is the vision for me moving forward for the next five years, six years? And we're going to get to more in vision because I think it's important. There's so many ways that you dissect vision. We're going to get to that next week. Amen? But your responsibility is 2024, what's the end going to look like? And you got to have fixed purpose. Like the scripture says, you have to have fixed purpose not to be moved by anything else. I, I'm going to see the end result. I'm going to college next year. I know I'm, I'm all my, matter of fact, I'm going to get scholarships for every college I want. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm getting all the scholarships for all four years. What, what am I doing? I'll have a fixed purpose. Why? Because I, need, I, want, I know God called me to be a doctor. And then God called me to be a doctor where I could change people's lives. That's my purpose, to change people's lives. And then he wants me to be this type of doctor to do that. So I got to stay on fixed purpose. And now in that, God, you're going to finance my dream. Why? Because where there's a vision, God, you're going to give me the provisions. God, we thank you for the provisions. 
We thank you for the favor of God. We thank you for the wisdom of God. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Even at a young age, might be in this room, Father God, you're showing us what our purpose is and again to our vision. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I lift up each person here, Father God. This is their season time, season and time, Father God. This is their season and this is their time. This is their season, this is their time, Father God, for your will to be done in their lives, Lord Jesus. We will not be moved by anything but the promises of God, Father God. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, that was a powerful word. Man, we praise God for Pastor DeMond standing in for us. And I pray you've been blessed by that message. But if you're listening to that message today and you're like, wow, I just thank God for everything that he's done. But I just don't know if I'm, I'm in a position to move forward. If I'm, I'm in that position, well, the first step is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to that message today and that's you, the first thing I want you to do is recognize that the Bible says God gave up his only son so that you could be a part of the kingdom, that you could advance, that you could have everything that he's made available. And so and he made it very simple. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so what we want to do right now is give you that opportunity. Just pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus Christ died for me. And I want to make him my Lord and my Savior. Fill my heart. Make me your, be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. If you've prayed that prayer, you're now the part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church, one that can assist you in your walk with Christ. And if you desire that today, we want to help you with that. The instructions are on the screen. Just go to our website at www.lovemychurch.org, click Contact Us, and fill out a connection card. Let us know you received Christ today. We are a virtual ministry, but we have all the components in place to help you in your walk with Christ. We have ministers available that will follow up with you, contact you, pray with you, and give you the instructions for the next steps. We even have virtual study groups that will meet together with you, help you and understand the word better. There are people that will call you, they'll talk with you, and even in your area, there are people who that can connect with you. So, if you desire to be a part of the My Church family, go to the website, follow the instructions, let us know who you are, and we'll be glad to connect with you. Secondly, if you've been blessed by this ministry and you want to help us continue the mandate that God's given us as the My Church and the My Church channel, click the donate button, sow a financial seed. You can use Cash App, dollar sign My Church Lynchburg, PayPal.me forward slash My Church Lynchburg. Or you can use the Givelify app. But however you desire to give, just know that your gifts are going to help us continue to do what God's called us to do. But in any event, just know that your gifts are going to continue to further the kingdom ministry. We're on just about every streaming platform there is. And this is a major undertaking that God has given us. So if you want to sow and help invest in something that you know is changing lives, Follow those instructions on the screen. So into this ministry. Thirdly, make sure that you tune in next week for the next installment of this powerful, powerful series. And I will see you soon. God bless you. I'm Pastor Tuck. I love you. And thank you for watching the word at my church. And we'll be back with you shortly. Thank you for bearing with us during this time of transition. God bless you. I love you. And see you next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works. And we want to make sure there's no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. 
simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Google TV, and now LG TV, or visit MyChurchChannel.org. You can also download the My Church on the Go app from the Apple or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word at My Church podcast from your favorite podcast platform. Or simply download the Word at My Church skill from your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure you stay connected. See you soon. I won't let you go until you bless me. There's got to be a resolve on the inside of the church. Woo, glory! I told you, God has chosen us to be his change agents in the earth. Do me a favor, y'all. Share the room, whether you're on Clubhouse, whether you are on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube. Different from ever before. If, if, you're, if your recovery is fresh or if your addiction-free lifestyle. I want to be able to rejoice in the um, adversities that were there. We're seeing all of these things happen, and the sad thing is, it's happening by our own decision. You know, a lot of people deal with a lot of uh, depression, mm -hmm. uh, anxiety, Sorry, frustration. Just thinking back, man, you know, how long this, this run has been going with us, man. That's right. It's, That's right. you know.